Good morning, Diana. Good morning, my friend. And welcome to all of our buttercups. We're so excited to have you guys here today and have you listening. And we hope you've been listening to the episodes this season. We're so excited for it. Happy spring. And I have to say, I almost ironically started this episode with an apology <laughs> for being tired and hoping that my, you know, I haven't been, my quality of sleep hasn't been great. And I am hoping that my, my speaking matches what I'm thinking. And I'm hoping and I could pull the thread through with some of my thoughts on the subject. And then I realized, you know, this is season seven, seven, episode two, and it's about the never ending sorry, where we talk about over apologizing, perhaps in areas where it is unnecessary. And so this is just where I'm at. I'm, I don't need to apologize for maybe not bringing my A game or being a little groggy. It's all good. No. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. And, and I love the fact that we're talking about this on this episode, because I think a lot of times we're just saying sorry. And, and the meaning behind the word really isn't there anymore. It's almost become a habit. And I know I, I used to do this when I was younger. I would just, I just kept saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And sorry just became watered down and, and didn't have true meaning behind it. Again, it was almost just a habit. And I think it was almost a form of also self-deprecating like, oh gosh, I, I, I'm, I'm apologizing for things. Like you said, you don't even need to apologize for, you just need to own where you are at this moment. Yeah. And it's, you know, filler language sometimes. And, you know, you and I talked about it when I was down there in Atlanta visiting and you and I made a commitment to each other to um, first of all, stop apologizing to one another for things that do not need an apology and to also tell one another when we're doing that, that, you know what, you don't need to apologize for that mm -hmm. and have that be without, um, you know, judgment or condemnation, but you and I just, you know, recognizing in one another that, you know what, that's not, you don't need to apologize for that. It's not necessary. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, it's it's not necessary. I think it's more important to be intentional with the word choices and, and therefore it has more meaning behind it, right? Yes, I mean, an apology, I'm sorry. There should be power in, in those words and what they're attached to because apologies and forgiveness and that whole cycle you know, can potentially and should, one would think, to to healing. And so to take the power out of the word I'm sorry and an apology is it's it's really a shame. Correct. I mean when you when you do apologize, it should be, you know, I think apologies are right there up with compliments. Yes. When you give them, they need to be specific and measurable and they need to have kindness and grace with them and Whether meaning were, yeah you know when you're when you're giving when you're asking for an apology or, or expressing an apology I think it definitely needs to be specific about the action or whatever it is you you, you know 
whatever the offense was, you're very specific about that. But I say, I think the same thing about compliments. Like when yes. people say, oh, you're great, or you're this, that's wonderful. And everybody wants to hear that as well. But I think if you, you are very specific about, I really thought it was great when you, you know, you were complimenting somebody else and it really lifted their day. Right. Absolutely. As, as opposed to you're just great, wonderful. Yeah. So I, I think there's a thread of, you know, the whole word choice and how you choose it and the intentionality behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of making something meaningful, very generic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was at a, it's funny cause we did our schedule for what we were going to talk about, you know, weeks ago. And it's just, you and I talk so often about putting things out into the universe and how things end up coming into being after you've named them. And I can't believe, and maybe I'm just more aware of this right now because we talked about it. I don't know, but I was with a group of women the other night and a, a group of women that I don't actually see very often. And we were having some really great, deep conversations. And when we noticed that when we were talking and taking turns speaking, if we were ch even changing the subject, it was started with an apology. And we all kind of realized at the same time, this is a conversation that, that is not offensive. There are no triggers here. You know, we're just having a conversation that is open and kind and intentional and meaningful and thoughtful. Everyone was listening to each other. Everyone created space for conversation. It was really wonderful. But we all, anytime one of us would interject, there was an apology first. And we all started kind of laughing because we're like, we're all doing it. And <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a male female thing, but I do think that women are much more inclined to kind of open with an apology, an apology or an I'm sorry in situations like this. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but you know, I, I don't do. see men doing that. I, do. I don't. And I think because at times, whether it's learned behavior or just societal behavior, sure we're almost taught to go small. Right. Oh, that is so true. So and well when, stated. When we are now allowing ourselves to shine a little bit, it's almost like, oh, wait, hold on. Am I supposed to do that? Right. It's uncomfortable. Maybe not. I don't know. I just think that it's okay to shine. We need to all shine. Everybody needs to shine. We do. We, and we do don't need to apologize for it. We need to continue to, yes, celebrate one another, elevate one another, validate one another, but we also need to do that for ourselves. So I think that that's a great point. Um, we don't need to make ourselves small. And I think apologizing, absolutely. Yes, I love that you said that. It does. It makes you kind of shrink back a little. And it's not necessary. And we all, so you and I made that commitment to each other, which I value so much because it's made me think about it. And me with these other women 
made that commitment to each other too. It's like, okay, we have a contract. Like this is, we, we don't need to apologize to one another just for taking some space in the conversation. Yeah, and I, I think it's important too, if you want to change the subject and you're talking about something, you don't need to apologize for it. You just need to express it. Hey, yeah, acknowledge it. Yeah, I've got a thought. I just, I'm going to change subjects here. And I think that's, you know, I mean, because it's a non sequitur, right? So you're just like, you're just doing a shift. Yeah. Kind of keep that's everybody. Sufficient. Yeah, that's enough. It doesn't have to be in a, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to change the subject here. So I don't forget this. No. Hey, I have a thought. I'm going to take us down a different rabbit hole here or whatever. Right. And I think that's appropriate. Absolutely. It's funny because when you talked about it being like a habit um, or is it societal? Is it cultural? I really am thinking about that so much lately because, um, and it's a hard habit to break. So I am working on that. And I think we mentioned this in another podcast episode at one point where, so Roman, my son who has Down syndrome, he apologizes for everything. And so he's almost 17 now. And I'm trying to undo that because he does not need to be in a position of apologizing for circumstances that are not his responsibility. And it comes up so often that it's painful, you know? So I am working on undoing that with him. And so it's a practice with me. It's a practice with my girlfriends. It's a practice with my son now. And it, it's, it's a challenge. Like it is, it is, that is hard to undo. And I'm hoping that it will also help him not just stop saying it, but I hope that he has not internalized all of that over the years because I don't, I hope he's not feeling the, that he needs to apologize. It's one thing to say it, but he also, I don't want him to feel that responsibility when it's not his to have, like it's not appropriate and it's not fair. Well, I think the fact that you recognize it, you, you know it and you name it and now you're doing something about it. Right. You're, you're, you're breaking that pattern. Yes. And that's where I think it starts with so many things in life, right? Well, you're modeling it first, which I think is great. You're not telling him to do something you're not doing. And then you're watching him and helping him grow and helping him not do it. So right. that reinforcement, I think is going to help him get over that pretty Yeah. Quickly. And I've just been thinking back though. It's like, when did that start and how did that start and why did that start? Right. You know, and it's hard to go back that far and kind of pick through the past. But, you know, that's that's a real challenging one to work through. And I mean, he does have a disability. But again, you talking about like that makes that makes you small. And I mean, even he obviously on some level realizes that that's his entry into a conversation or out of one, right? you know, it's a and segue. it is, and it's, you know, that it's not good. And again, you know, I think all of our buttercups will realize that we're not saying that an apology 
isn't important. I think we're actually saying that an apology is so important yeah, that throwing that sorry around there when it's not really necessary or relevant, it, it is kind of watering down how important and healing an apology, a true one really is. Well said, because that, that's exactly it. You know, when you have intentionality with it, when you have heartfelt emotion behind it, and people can tell when you really genuinely feel regret for something. Yes. And, you know, and, and that's why I said, I think it's important, you know, to say specifically what you are sorry for. Right. Um, I think sometimes just the general sorry, it just, it's not, it's not okay. It's, it, there needs to be more to that. Mm-hmm. There needs to mm-hmm. be more to that. So I love that we're talking about this and shining a light on it and allowing, you know, just that space for people to talk about it, because mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to stop that language and, you know, the way we're expressing that. Do you feel like you, so I've realized I've been much more aware of it. And I see it so often in, you know, just sort of day-to-day conversation in just regular settings, which I spend probably most, I mean, I live in a household of men, but I am mostly in circles of women, um, not in necessarily a professional environment. I mean, do you feel like you see that in kind of your professional circles as well or not so much? That's a good question. I definitely, and again, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I definitely see it with women. I don't really notice men saying they're sorry. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, in that way. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know, so I think there's, (laughs) I have someone I work with that always says, if he says something that, you know, people don't like, he'll say respectfully, like he's joking and he'll say, so respectfully. Interesting. To kind of take the edge off things, but it's not a sorry. Right. (laughs) It's a different form of language. And I think a lot of that is upbringing. And, you know, you and I grew up in environments that were male dominated, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I heard my dad ever say sorry. I don't think those words existed. Yeah. And boy, I, I love oh, him. I mean, not, I know, same. And but, like not to trash the dad, but I mean, I can, my dad definitely. He was never. That was, was yeah, wrong. that was definitely. He, <laughs> he hadn't re- hit his quota for yeah. apologizing for things that definitely needed apologizing for I mean and also I you know I loved and adored and was very close to my grandmother who passed away gosh like seven years ago now but never oh never she has never she was never wrong and that did that actually that is an observation across the board in the family and that actually did a lot of long-term damage on yeah. I just realized something this is very what? interesting I just realized this I don't know why it's like a total light bulb moment so your dad was that way my dad was that way your grandmother was that way my grandmother was that way 
you're right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know. It's just the, we're so alive. It's so strange. <laughs> but I just realized when yeah. you said it, I was like, my grandmother never said sorry. Like that was right. not in the language. That didn't happen. Yeah. Neither did my dad. Not happening. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's just funny that we've known each other almost 40 years and that's a light bulb moment for right. that. Yeah. I mean, that's gosh, that's hard. That's the other extreme, right? Sure. And and I think some of that, like I hate to say it, but that to me is another, I mean, you know, the people who constantly say they're sorry, of course, that's a form of insecurity, right? Sure. But I think on the other end, this that scene is, is true. Well. Another form of insecurity. Well, I'm a not gonna admit I'm wrong. Thousand percent. I'm not gonna admit I'm wrong. I'm not no. wrong. Nope, other people wrong. I'm not admitting it. I'm not giving people that power. It we were is. talking, and maybe it was you and I that were talking. And I mean, I know that we've talked about this often, but like, you know, they talk about the you know, evil of greed and the evil of, you know, all these other vices. But man, I feel like insecurity is one of the greatest weapons of destruction there is. I mean, people behave in some really unpredictable and unbelievable ways when they're insecure. And I know that's not necessarily the topic that we're talking about today, but I do think that that is so related to you know, like you said, people that are deeply insecure, it's being self-righteous, it's um, not being able to apologize, show someone else some grace. Um, it's about forgiveness. It's about all of that. I mean, it's all just, you're just blocking someone else and yourself from healing and growth. And it's so damaging. And then they make very rash, unpredict, like you said, the unpredictability of it. Yes. Rash decisions that have far reaching implications. Long term. And yes. they cut people off and they end friendships that have been there forever over one thing that you can't work out because right. you are too self-righteous ultimately insecure to right. really do the work to repair what happened. Yes. And it goes back to what, you know, you've said about like data and we did a podcast episode on that. And I would encourage anybody to go back and listen to it, re-listen to it because, you know, it's sort of like, oh, wow. I, I thought we were friends. Um, my understanding of friendship is, um, I thought we could work through difficult things like this. Like I'm, I'm willing to show up and take some responsibility, but I also need to like voice my feelings about this situation. And then, you know, and we talked about the ghosting where it's like, okay, well, so you are shutting me off from the opportunity to work through this. So clearly we weren't the friends that I thought we were, um, or we didn't have the kind of mutual respect and relationship that I thought we did because you are not willing to work through this with me or even like process it. And I might actually get to a point where 
I would extend an apology for my role in this. And maybe once I've thought it through, um, I would apologize maybe for how I handled it, but you're not even, you just shut me down. Anyway, I don't, we're going off on a tangent, but again, it's well, about I don't think we apologies. Are, I don't think we are actually. I think this is very related to what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Because again, you know, back to your point, sometimes there's a reason to season our lifetime. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some of these, some of these people come into your life for a reason and then they go out for a reason too. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting, but again, you don't have to be sorry for that. Exactly. Yeah. A lot. Sometimes it's a, they go out like a lion, sometimes like a lamb. That's right. And yeah. so there's a reason that, 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 you know, these people aren't in our lives anymore and you know, it, we don't have to feel sorry about that or sorry for it. It, it, it happened and you know, we're better for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to just acknowledge the destruction behind us and <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how people, um, you know, conflict resolution is not something nobody likes it. Like we don't, nobody it's uncomfortable. likes it. Yeah. It is uncomfortable, but I, I, I feel like for me and for you, if it's in a relationship, that's important. You work to get to a place where you can stay in that relationship. Right. Whether right. It's a friendship or whether it's a marriage or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, you have to do the heart work. Yes. People I love. Are, yeah. That's a Debbie Phillips thing. I love it, but it's so true. The heart work it, it's, it's tough sometimes, you know, but the ones that are worth it, you know, the, the relationships that are worth it, it's worth it to do that. It is. And it made me also think of like the relationships that, um, you know, come and go. But if you realize that you are always the person apologizing or um, making amends, you know, extending the olive branch, if you're always the person that is trying to make things better, that's a time to probably reevaluate that relationship. Yeah. I mean, listen, relationships are at least two people. Yes. You can't fix a relationship by yourself. You can't be the one doing all the heavy lifting in a relationship. And every relationship requires energy. Yes, you know, it, it does. Are you and it's not always going to be perfect. That's right. And that's the whole thing. Like, no one's perfect. So, you know, are you both meeting each other in that relationship? Are you, are you both bringing positives to that relationship? And are you willing to deal with what happened, no matter what it is? in a healthy way. Yeah. Let's own our stuff. Yeah. Own it. Let's get to the other side or not, but let's or not. Or, or agree, let's at like, least take it to yeah. where, yeah. Let's at least get through it and take it to where it needs to be. Yeah. And it's it just something popped into my head while we're talking about the never ending. Sorry is wow. On the flip side, there is nothing worse. Well, yes, there are plenty of things that are worse, but wow. an in an insincere, flippant apology is, I don't even know what category to put that in. 
I, I you know, have one. Yeah, it's infuriating. It, it really does, is. It diminishes what happened. It's a form, in my opinion, of gaslighting. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, I'm sorry. All right, whatever. Like it's taking whatever happened, diminishing the feelings behind it, and turning it into something flip and doesn't matter. Like, oh, that right. wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Yeah. Putting a band aid on something that you know needs stitches <laughs> yeah i mean like a dirty band-aid yeah and do you not realize my feelings and how deep my feelings run and when you do that said thing like it hurts yeah, yeah it's like do are you aware of what your role is in this i mean do you do you feel sorry yeah because i mean we're all thinking feeling seeing people um you know we're pretty good at evaluating whether something is sincere or not, you know, it, it's, I mean, that's just the worst. So I'll share something personal with you. He won't mind. He won't matter. It won't matter to him because we've already talked about these things, but I had, I will say typically Kyle's not great at apologizing my son, but I will say I had one of the most sincere apologies from him recently and it had to do with the situation um you know everybody knows that i'm you know, divorced and whatnot and dating and there's always so so many fun stories but what i don't do is really you know with my kids it's you know i try to not i i don't want them to be uncomfortable and maybe right. i protect them too much in that but whatever i don't sit there and talk about dating and whatever and they they tell me they don't listen to the podcast if they do great it's fine i'm, I'm not you know it's totally fine but their friends do which is kind of funny so <laughs> it'll be in the archives for someday yeah so i had a a dating story i'm not going to share it because it's just whatever and so long story short you know my kids said to me i i don't want to know i don't want to know what's going on like just you know you know you're dating but you know i don't want to so i took that to heart and it's hard because I'm 53 years old, right? My house, you're here. It's a part of your life right now. Part of my life, right? So I don't want to have to feel like I'm a teenager sneaking in a closet, texting or calling or right. whatever. You know, that just doesn't feel good. So anyway, but I did keep everything pretty close and I didn't really share it. So Kyle found out, he knew I was, I was seeing somebody and then he found out we weren't seeing each other. And he said, hey, mom, he, now he found out, which is really interesting, through my nephew. Mm. Well, he didn't like that. Right. He liked the fact that he didn't know what was going on in his mom's life. Right. And he called me up. He's like, mom, I thought you were seeing this guy. I said, well, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, here's the reasons why and whatnot. And he's like, well, I mean, I didn't know. I said, you didn't want to know. Right. You told me you didn't want to know. So I was trying to be respectful of that. You and your sister didn't want to know. So it's like, well, no, no, mom, I hate that you didn't feel that you could talk to me about it. And I said, well, Kyle, you told me you didn't want to know these things. So I didn't share it with you. He said, you know what, mom, that wasn't fair of me. I don't want to hear about things in your life from other people in our family. I want to hear from you. 
Yeah. I'm really sorry. I made you uncomfortable and you felt like you couldn't tell me. That's wonderful. And I said, well, thanks. I appreciate that. He goes, and mom, I just really want you to be happy. He's a good egg. (laughs) And he's got a great mama with some great parenting. Well, I so appreciate that. That meant the world to me. And I said, listen, I'm not going to share nitty gritty because you can share with me because I, I, I don't want detail details, but I'd like to know what's happening and who you're, I said, sure, sure. Do, I'll do that. I, I just, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but you know, it's my life. And so, you know, he's like, no, I want to know. I, I don't want to hear from other people what's happening with you. I don't like that at all. Because That's wonderful. He yeah. thought about his behavior and his role in it and how it impacted you and how it impacted him. I mean, I think that's really beautiful. And it was one of the most heartfelt apologies I've ever had from him. And that is so healing mm-hmm. oh, yeah. for you, for him. We felt and instantly I, closer. I felt yes. instantly closer because when you have secrets, when you have things that you can't share with somebody, whether you realize it or not, in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, I don't want to slip up on this. I don't want to mention this. I don't want there to be that uncomfortableness. So you're always on alert. Like, ooh, don't talk about that. Right. So, like the censorship I- piece is hard, especially for people like us that like the conversation and the dialogue and the sharing is everything. Right. Exactly. exactly. Well, I love that he came back around to that, you know, with you. That's a really great example of great communication. I had a situation just last night um, with Joe where, um, you know, it's been quite a week and an emotionally charged week. And um, I came in hot (laughs) and (laughs) yeah, we um, were having a really nice conversation that took a turn and um, it was completely because of emotionally where I was at in the moment. And I actually, it was kind of starting to escalate and I realized my role in it. I was totally changing the tone and the direction of this conversation. And I stopped and I said, you know what? I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is, this is on me. You know, I, my emotionally charged state of being right now is turning this conversation into something that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. And I am I'm lashing out at you because you're here and you are a safe space and you don't deserve like this energy that's coming from me. And I'm really sorry. And he, he had every right to be angry with me because I was being unreasonable and, you know, it completely um, de-escalated where the conversation was going. And I know I owed him that apology and he accepted it with such grace because I was thinking, gosh, if the tables had been turned, I'd be pissed. And 
um, he, he graciously accepted my apology and understood it. And we hugged and then it was like, fine. And he didn't, he didn't take that, you know, into today or he didn't take it into the rest of the evening. He didn't take it out into this morning. And I circled back again this morning and, you know, and now we're done. I'm not over apologizing, but I said to him this morning that, you know what, I just really want you to know how I truly am sorry for that interaction last night and how grateful I am for your gracious, you know, response. And he just, yes. And he deserved it. I mean, I could have been just like, well, you know, I could have gone a different way with that, but I was wrong. But that's growth right there, Diana, that you recognized what you were doing when you were doing it and stopped it. Yeah. I was like, wow, I am so out of line. Like it just hit me. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? You, we said this before we started taping, but I love the way we're calling ourselves on our own BS. Yeah. Because I, I, I love it because again, it's like, we're not letting ourselves get away with anything anymore. Right. right? We're not right. just saying, no, it's okay that I behave that way and justify Now it's like, no, it isn't. And I am speaking my truth, which mm-hmm. sometimes that is very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, because I want, I want there to be the peace. I want to be the peacemaker. I want, you know, people to be comfortable. Yes. And so there have been so many situations in the past where I'm like, you know what? It, I'm going to just let this slide. It's fine. Um, and knowing that, you know what, if I say something, this is going to escalate, even though I feel like it's what I'm feeling is true and right. In the past, I was like, I'm just not going to say anything because this is going to turn into a thing and I'm going to get anxious and upset. Well, I'm not doing that so much anymore. I mean, I'm definitely evaluating situations and things that are going on, but it's like, you know what, if this isn't sitting right with me, I'm not going to sit back, especially when I look down the line at maybe what the cost is for doing that. So there are times now where I'm just like, no, I'm going to say anything. And boy, like, you know, things have exploded as a result, but and I've been like, okay, that's, that's actually okay though. I guess that's the direction this needed to go. But again, in the same week with Joe, it's just like, wow, I, because of something else that happened, I was like, oh my God, I'm just like, I'm out of line. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for doing that. It, 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 that takes a lot of personal growth to be able to recognize and do that. Um, I had a situation with a woman, I won't name her, some people in here know her, but years, years, years ago that this happened, I was very judgmental um, with this friend. And it was when she, she was going through a divorce and I was wrong. I was so wrong. Um, I don't even know why I felt it was my place to judge her and to, tr- to, to say what I said to her. When, I mean, it was just so years afterwards, I recently, probably in the last less than, well, more than two years, but I actually just pulled her aside and I apologized for my behavior. And I told her I was out of line. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I felt I had the right to judge her or say anything. 
I mean, it was very much a holier than now kind of act when I when I did it. I, I and, and I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I did that. But I also felt it was important to apologize. And she that is amazing that you did that. Well, I mean, it, it's like you. It's like I don't I don't want there to be ill will out there for something, you know. And just because it's gone doesn't mean and it happened years ago doesn't mean I shouldn't say I'm sorry. There is no expiration date mm -mm. on an I apology. It's true. There's no expiration date. I like that. I love that. That's awesome. And and so that enabled, because I'm sure you've thought about that oh. over the years. And I, I know that hurt your heart. Yes. And the indeed. shame, we had that whole shame episode. Yeah. Like there's shame in like, wow, I really, I was wrong there. I was wrong and I did not, I don't know who I thought I was. <laughs> so you got to heal and let it go. And I bet that really helped her heal too. I, I think, you know, I mean, it, again, it, you know, when you apologize to somebody, you don't necessarily know if they're going to be as accepting of it as, as you right. know, you want them to right. be. And she was, she was gracious about it. And, um, and we moved on, which was great. You know, we moved on from that point and there wasn't this weirdness between us anymore, which I like. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. But you also do have to be prepared that, you know, your apology may be accepted. It may not. Yeah. And it also is that that is left for them to, to, to do something with, like sure. you can't have any control over how they're going to process that. I mean, Absolutely. I had a, yeah, I, had done, a I think the thing is when you're done, like apologizing, I think, I believe the next step is to forgive yourself. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Super yeah. important to forgive yeah. yourself after it's done and not hang on to it. Yeah. I had a situation, gosh, years and years ago, 20 years ago, maybe mm -hmm. that I don't even need to get into the details of. You certainly are aware of the situation, um, but it doesn't matter what it was, but I, I, be, I apologized to someone that I hadn't actually been in touch with for quite a few years and they reappeared in my life under some kind of interesting circumstances and um this person was expressing all of this anger they still were carrying around for me for something that had happened years before years before anger that i wasn't even aware of because life circumstances changed we weren't really in touch anymore and i apologized for my role in it because i had clearly hurt this person with my behavior um there wasn't any malice or intent with what my behavior had been i'm not you know but i was very sorry that i had hurt this person unknowingly actually um and it seemed at the time that this person took the opportunity to reconnect. I made amends. And yet this person continued to express 
anger and frustration about this same hurt over, you know, over time after the engagement and the apology. And I finally said, I have apologized for this. I absolutely 100% am sorry for hurting you. I did not hurt you intentionally. I'm sorry that that happened. But there's nothing more that I can give you to, to fix this. And I said, it's up to you now to decide whether you want to forgive me and move on or not. I said, and I'm leaving that up to you. But if you decide that you, you do forgive me, I don't want to hear about this again. That's my boundary. Because this can't, you don't seem to be moving past this. Like, I don't know what more you need. I genuinely am sorry, you know? So it's, it's funny where things kind of go, you know? And people, people make decisions about what they're going to do with their feelings. And we can't control that. I'm still working on letting, you know, the hurt go from situations like that. But, you know, people sometimes aren't going to forgive you. And that's. Okay. And then you prune that tree. Yes. And it's a much happier tree. Yes. There is growth in other areas and it produces fruit and this? all kinds of things. May I say this? Bye, Felicia. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not making light of it, but I mean, that relationship is toxic. Yes. Yeah. Very toxic. And yeah. And you, you can't, you can't do anything about right. someone else's actions at well, that point. I think the other piece of it really quickly, because I know we're at our time, but really, I think when people aren't healthy and well, and right. you've gotten healthy and well, there yes. is definitely a big Delta between those two. And they're not meeting you where you're at and you're not going to go down to where they are. So right. Beautifully stated. It's absolutely true. You know, it's, it's relationships are a, you know, a two way street. Yeah. I love you lovely, so much. I love you so much. And on that note with all of our wonderful, um, our support group out there, all of our wonderful buttercups, we are so grateful to have you and we really need you guys to follow us and share our podcast and, put it on your social media, because again, we want to, if we can help just one more person, that's what we want to do and pour into yes. them. We want to do that. So review and comment and do all of those wonderful things. We love you we all. Have a great day. You. Bye. Bye.